The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this season, new customers can bet $5 on any team and pocket $200 in free bets. If your money line bet wins, download the app and use the code VSIN when you sign up. Got to be 21, available to play in select states. DraftKings.com for details and much like the Monday night special they did with the boost on Herbert to throw a touchdown, look for the Kevin Durant tonight to score 20 points, boosted yep. from 1 to 10 to even money. Can we talk about that sure. for a second? Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't, I find you the person who sent the tweet, I would call it out. It got like 30,000 likes on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Boosts are not a conspiracy by the oh, sports books to be in cahoots with leagues to encourage people betting $25 on these boosts to end up losing their money. It There's is a it- guy with a blue check mark oh. who covers this. Like, this is ridiculous. They're in, he tweeted like so, something similar. The tweet- oh, something going on. <laughs> Herbert doesn't throw for a touchdown with the boost. Something going on. Oh, boy. The tweet- I missed that one. Oh. The tweet was along the lines of Herbert has thrown a touchdown in 26 consecutive games. He was minus 800 to throw a touchdown tonight. They boosted it to even money, and he doesn't. You can't convince me that sports books are not in that's working the, with the yeah, league. That's the tweet. This is an acquisition tool where they just pick something and boost it to get you to bet on something you're already going to bet on. So we need to 
settle down with that in the general well, media. And yeah, the, the reminder from David Purdom, who covers gambling on ESPN, was apropos yesterday, too, when he said, mm-hmm. basically, if you think uh, games are rigged all the time, then you need to get Stop out. Of the, betting. Stop betting. Stop betting. Stop yeah. betting. Right. Yep. yep. You hear that, by the way. But we continue here with uh, Adam Chernoff in studio, a uh, longtime guest here on this show. Um, great NFL handicapper and analyst. Do you hear that from people like ca- like casual sports fans, friends that you might have like up in Canada? Oh, this stuff, I'm not so sure it's on the up and up. I still hear it to this day from friends who like are on the fringe. Every day the Twitter inbox gets something that says this was rigged or this line is at this spot. Surely the sports books must know something that we don't. Um, the Alabama-Tennessee game. I don't even watch that much college football. Yeah. I was watching that and I made a comment about the last play. There's still replies three days later, people coming into that tweet saying that Vegas made the call or it's, <laughs> made the call. It's it always a good yeah, one. Like there's the back phone, like in Goodfellas where they're calling the, <laughs> calling Goodell, telling <laughs> them to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's constant, but it's, it's part of, I don't know what's worse that you're betting on it or you're watching it. I mean, if you think it's fixed, yeah. or scripted, I mean, right, right. Oh, if you really God. think it's wrestling. Yeah, right. Yes, right. exactly. Sure. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how, you've told this story before. It's a long time ago here on this show anyway. How much of it can you tell to re, for people who have never heard this before? You're, you're still a young guy, right? Just turned 30. Oh, boy, is that... You're just <laughs> turned 30? Uh, what? I, I, How's I, that I, possible? Go back to Canada. Well, I would, when you're oh. betting and you're doing it every day, you age about two <laughs> times quicker, so it's... <laughs> oh, man. I was in Vegas. I was in bed at 8.30 yesterday. Were you really? There you go. Yeah. That's showing my age right there. Um, it's you coming. Could, you could have been retired, though. When? Like, you could have been retired at, what, 22, 23 years old, 24? Do I have that timeline right? Well, so let's let's set the story. So I left um, Saskatchewan where I graduated high school barely uh, when I was 18, just days after graduating, went on a one-way ticket to the Dominican Republic and had just a little bit of money in my pocket. And I was like, I'm going to see how long I can make it betting sports. I say a little bit of money. It was $2,000 from pushing wheelbarrows of concrete uh, for a company in a small town all summer. And so ended up in the Dominican Republic and just really lucked my way into a right spot, right time. Ended up as a bookmaker. And there's quotations on the first one uh, in Port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago in the back of a members club, which is what they call casinos that were unlicensed. But basically, the members club meant at the door, there was a clipboard with a piece of paper. You had to sign your name. Once you signed your name, you acknowledged that anything on the other side of the door was okay <laughs> and above the law. <laughs> and so, so you walk into this place, and it's four. There's a blackjack table, a rum 32 table, which was the card game, a roulette table. And then I had whiteboards on the wall that I made with masking tape and duct tape to segment off the sections. And I wrote in with marker what the odds were for games, and I copied online websites to take bets. And so that lasted three and a half months before it became too unsafe for a guy that looks like me to be walking around Port of Spain, Trinidad, Tobago at two in the morning. Um, And so from there, I went to the Bahamas, where it was a legitimate bookmaking operation. Um, Started there, learned everything I know about the bookmaking side. Uh, Was in the Bahamas, in the Dominican Republic, in eventually Colombia for the next five years working remote at the time, what we know it now as, uh, for this company that was based out of the Bahamas. They had 32 retail locations in the Bahamas, and they had a website they booked from all over the Caribbean as an offshore website. And so I was doing their NFL and learned everything about bookmaking for five years, wrote significant handle, 
but that was like the first foray into bookmaking. And so I did really well there. But where the story that you're getting to comes from was while I was in the Bahamas, I was on the sports betting side. And all these places were called web shops at the time, which was basically a giant room of computers and stations where you could go in. And then again, once you signed into the computer, you acknowledged that anything on the computer was okay. And they couldn't be prosecuted for anything that was on the computer and so they had casino and slots and sports betting and everything and people would deposit and play into their accounts that went through regulation eventually when it was going through regulation there was all the records were made public for what these sites were doing and the revenue streams and where everything came from so on the sports betting side we were writing five to ten million in handle a month depending on what month it was and went higher and lower and these sheets came through, and there were a couple of them with a few more zeros on the end. And I was looking at them, and I was like, "Where is? what is this? Is this slots? What is it? And it was what they called numbers. So in the Bahamas, one of the most popular forms of gaming is playing the numbers, which is making bets on U.S. lotteries, but they pay significantly higher odds. So there's people every day that are playing the Florida lottery, the California lottery, the New York, all the lotteries, the pick two, pick three, yeah. pick four in the States. In the Bahamas, they're going there to play that, and people from the States go there to play it because instead of getting your 500 to one payout on a pick three, you're getting 950 to one. And so there's this massive business. I worked there for five years, had no idea. Huh. And I learned a little bit about that, and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is here. And so while I was living in Colombia, got back in touch with the people that put me in the first job in Port of Spain, where this got really interesting is in Port of Spain, there's a game called Playway. And it is a lotto game with now four draws per day. You pick numbers from one to 36. And there's this whole intertwined story with what every number means and its significance and all these religious symbols that are attached to it within the culture. It's just built into the culture in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. And... What I noticed going back and when I was there the first time five years prior was when the draws come up on TV, all the TVs stop, everybody from where they're doing comes out, looks up at the TV, they watch the draw because everybody plays it. So I'm sitting there five years into the bookmaking side in the Bahamas. I see what's going on in Trinidad and I'm like, well, hold on a minute. The, the government in Trinidad is paying 24 to 1. Why don't we pay 34 to 1? I mean, it's basically roulette. Casinos are yes. getting away with that. Like, what, why, <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we do that? And so I ended up working out a deal with the boss who gave me the first job in Port of Spain who had a lot of these members clubs. And I was like, let's make a deal where I can rent out the, essentially like the porch or the entranceway in your casinos. And we'll just, we'll book these draws. She's like, okay, so let's do it. And we started everything within the matter of a couple weeks. He let me have some of his staff to run these draws. And it was going for a couple weeks. And I went to Tobago specifically about two weeks into it. And anyone that's been to Tobago, probably not a lot of people watching, but um, when you're there, it's this tiny island. Everything's very small, spaced out, not a lot going on. He picked me up at the hotel about eight in the morning. And he's like, we'll go down. We'll see the draw. And so we're driving through this little town. We get breakfast. We're pulling up, and there's this line of people on a sidewalk just stretched up. There's nothing else going on. There's this line of people on one side of the sidewalk. And I look at him. I was like, what's going on? He's like, 
well, that's your lottery game. I was like, oh, boy, because this was not above board at mm -hmm. the time. It was kind of on the side. You're not really acknowledging it. So there's we pull up to the members club. There's about 60 people waiting for the doors to open outside to place their bets on the draw that morning. Right across the street is a government like a government drugstore where people are supposed to be playing. Everybody's coming from where they're supposed oh. to be playing to where we're doing it. But because the doors aren't open because it's a members club and it's eight in the morning on a Tuesday, everyone's waiting outside. So I'm like, well, this can't last very long. <laughs> and, and so I was like, so we had to figure out a solution to that. And we eventually tried to take it online, which is where the downfall happened. Um, had some security issues with the app after about a year of big success. And that I'm selling the story short here. But once oh, big. it was big, uh, okay. it was there was eight vacations taken in the year. It was we were living well. Am I exaggerating by saying you could have been retired by now? If that was still going, yes. No question about it. Because the amount of people that were playing it, the amount of people that went over to the mobile app in 2015, in a, in, and you got to remember, technology there was yeah. lagging behind. So right. we're talking about like full-on mobile app equivalent in the U.S. of 2010. It was massive numbers. But yeah, mm -hmm. a, uh, unfortunate ending to that one, to say the least. Amazing story. That Amazing. was a fun few years. I'm sure it was. And you're, again, early 20s at this time? I would have been 23. 23. 23, 24. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Stick around for one more segment. That's cool. You have to go golfing this morning, or you're going to go golfing this Moapa, morning. Moapa, Nevada. Okay, yep. very cool. We're going to Moapa. We'll go over some more NFL and some wild quarter numbers in the NFL by some of these teams. We'll uh, run those down for you. Coming up here on Follow the Money. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." 
Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Sports in full swing. Bet Rivers Online. Book your home. All the latest lines, odds, and boost. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week. New promotions Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance, Friday night college football, Bet Plus Get, and Sunday football parlay insurance. BetRivers.com or download the app today. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, Adam Chernoff is in studio for one more segment. For those of you who uh, caught the last segment, he was telling a story about his. Uh, earlier days, seven, eight, ten years ago, running a lottery system, kind of, yep. um, and how he could have been retired right now, but potentially, if it uh, never got interrupted, I'll say. And uh, it was going so well. Again, you're a young fella. You told us during the break. Tell the audience again. You were living in Columbia at the time and what you decided to do on a weekend. This is, yeah, to put it in perspective, and this is just the silliest thing to think back on. So we were in Columbia and there were Peruvian restaurants all around us. And we're like, hey, to the wife and I, I was like, the food's really good in, in Peru. She's like, oh, it's amazing. Well, let's go for the weekend. And so we went for a four-day trip, just went to Lima, Peru to eat. We didn't go to Machu Picchu. We didn't go to museums or nothing. We just sat four days, three meals a day. We ate 11 of the 12 meals. We got to the 12th, and we looked at each other. We're like, can't eat anymore. And so it was... It was just going so well, and betters can relate when it's you seem untouchable and you can do whatever you like. Um, doesn't last forever, we'll put it that way. But mm-hmm. while it was there, it was it was a very fun and fortunate time, to say the least. Let's run down some NFL numbers, <laughs> and uh, Adam, we'll get your thoughts on some of this stuff as well, if it means anything. Uh, fewest first-quarter points in the entire league. The Cardinals have scored three points in the first quarter of the entire year. Three. Snap that finally scored against Seattle. That was That is Cliff Kingsbury through and through at yeah. the moment. He wants to give up play-calling duties. He's the offensive guy that's supposed to be the one making these plays and the design work and happen. He wants to give that up now. What does that say about him? So I think that's reflective of that. Panthers, Texans, Colts, Commanders have only scored 10. The most points in the first quarter in the entire league, it looks like this. Seahawks, 44. Titans, 42. Falcons, 37. <laughs> Fast starts by Pete Carroll, Geno Smith, Arthur, and Marcus Mariota. That's not going to last. Um, though I think Seattle turns out to be that team that we look back in about six weeks' time and be like, how did we ever think that they were good? I think that's where Seattle's going. Falcons' offense has been really good, yep. but that's that's a product of Arthur Smith doing some really good things. We'll see how long they can hold up with a really bad defense. Yep. yep. How about the Eagles? Most second-quarter points, 112. 
Big reason why they're 6-0 ATS first half. But on the flip side, something I talked about Monday, they only they have three total points in the third quarter their last five games. So, something's going on there with lack of halftime adjustments by Sirianni. This is a stat and something we need to look at coaches as more commonly. Uh, the first quarter versus the third quarter splits. Yeah. First quarter represents how good a team is at game planning during the week how well they tailor what they want to do to their opponent. You hear a lot about the scripted plays anywhere between 15 to 20. That's really what they plan. And then the third quarter, that's what you have to adjust for, especially on your first drive or two. I'll say something about the third quarter, though, is across the league, especially in these primetime games, we were looking at it, mm-hmm. uh, a friend and I, during the week, the amount of points scored in the third quarter in some of these games all season long across the board is way down, especially on these primetime games. So not only are the Eagles not adjusting, there are a lot of offenses that are really struggling to adjust across the league. But here you go. I mean, fewest third quarter points. It tells you all you need to know at this point about the Denver Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. They've scored five points in the third quarter the entire year. And so think about it. So if you're struggling as a head coach to adjust – but never mind adjust. We're seeing Hackett struggle to do everything. Yep. How do you game plan, prep, go through the first half, and then you're hit with the second half adjustments? Yep. That's a lot on his plate. It's really reflective of head coaching talent. Vikings have only scored six. How can that be? I, nine In or six ten? games? In six games. They have six third quarter points. That's it. And this guy's supposed to be good. That's what they're... And they're five and one. Yeah. But, but the Sirianni thing's bizarre. I mean, he's the favorite for coach of the year. He's done a hell of a job. Three total of three third quarter points last five games. Combined. There you go. It I'm, just it's something that wow. just really gets overlooked, especially in betting. Another one, Shanahan. Yeah, good coach. Right, yeah. ten, really good coach. Ten most third quarter points. Chiefs, Patriots, and Bills. They've all scored in the fifties. Okay, would no you, surprise there. Would you say they have pretty good coaches and quarterbacks? I, exactly right. <laughs> there we go. So <laughs> there's a correlation. <laughs> yep. Now think about this: the team that we kind of glossed over there for the most first quarter points. Titans have the second most at forty-two. But then look at the second half so far. Only 14 points in the entire third quarter of this entire season. They have not scored a single point in the fourth quarter. They have 14 points in the second half. The, the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. <laughs> oh. Do I, I, and people oh. who are Titans fans watching know I harp on them almost every single year. But they are winning games against really weak competition. But you look at the yards per play numbers, never mind what they're doing points-wise in the second half. They're putting. They're winning games 3.2 yards per play, 3.6, and they're playing. Played the Giants. They've played the Raiders. They. I mean, it's just as soft of a schedule as you can play. Commanders. Yep. This team is is something else. Look at this. So now the Packers 12, right? Lafleur. All mm-hmm. hype. All hype. But seven points or fewer in the second half. Five of the last six games. Yep. How about you? You were on this early. McVeigh. I. You're giving me the answers to the test. Mm-hmm. You can't run, and you're running exclusively on every first down and putting your team in second and nine. Stafford is playing – he's playing a CFL game where he has two downs to get a first <laughs> yeah. down. Yes. McVeigh's taking away that first down. The offensive line is struggling. It's injured across the board, and they're now dealing with running back injuries too. And he just – he's becoming so predictable, and we're seeing it with Zach Taylor as well. Those are two guys from the same system. The league yeah. has adjusted to what they're doing, and it's a struggle for both of them. Yeah. And they can't get mixing going. Okay, very good. What yep. do you what do you think of KC and San Francisco? One of the most interesting things so far this season to me is how defenses are playing the Chiefs. No team has faced more man coverage than the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And that's going to be a shock to a lot of people because all we heard all offseason was how last year teams played the Chiefs running zone defense, this two-deep shell, 78% of the time. That was the highest in the NFL. So defenses in the last three weeks specifically have made a huge shift to defend Kansas City. So you ask yourself why that is. Well, Tyreek Hill is not there. But while we think about the deep shots and the big explosive plays they had with him, the actual difference is that across the board, the wide receivers for Kansas City are strangely not getting open. So when you look at the average separation per route run mm -hmm. of the top four receivers this year versus last season, everybody's down about one yard in total per route of separation from the nearest defender. And all of those receivers last year went from being above average in the league to now this year they're below average in that regard. So Kansas City spent this whole offseason prepping for all these defenses that are going to throw two deep looks at them. Now all these defenses are shifting to man and saying, we'll gamble. We know your receivers can't get open. We'll try to get pressure up front and get, turn the ball over. That's our best chance. We're not going to let you go a couple yards at a time down the field. And all of a sudden now the Chiefs are they're still doing well on offense, but we're seeing them struggle at times. What's interesting in this game against San Francisco, pure zone defense across the board with D'Amico Ryans. Can he make the switch to do what all these other teams are doing, like Buffalo did, especially now that he has so many guys injured on that 49ers defense? Yep. So a lot of talk about the spot and travel, but that defensive look against KC, to me, is really interesting, especially this week. Very good. Some of the feedback we're getting, by the way. This is from Chad on Twitter. Adam Chernoff, international man of mystery. Wow. Start writing the movie right now. There's something I here. Don't know if the uh, man there's, of mysteries is There's something here. <laughs> um, I have experience. I'll play the family member. This, this is from uh, Raid M Daddy on Twitter. The movie should be called Living the Life with Adam Chernoff, uh, the story starring Bradley Cooper. That's a bold actor choice. I'm more of a, like, like, Beefy Jonah Hill guy. Be wow. <laughs> That's probably a better fit. Beefy. <laughs> well, he slimmed down quite a bit. He did. So yeah. you got to give him yeah, respect. Yeah. But like the old Jonah might be a better uh, fit. Um, how many, you know, what's the difference between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi right now to you? Uh, three and a bit for Jones. You Jones think is that still much, better. Huh? Jones is still better, for uh, sure. Um, is it, well, look, I, I, like the, I like the quote saying this, is, this humbled him. Sure. Like yeah, getting, definitely. He had the success. He, and, uh, success the whole way. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Jones is still the better quarterback. He's still better for that offense. And Zappi, again, has, he's kind of, you got the Lions. Who anyone can score. We saw yeah. the Saints with nobody. Right. So, I mean, you can score on the Lions as you like. Um, he also got the Packers, who we just talked about. That defense might not be nearly as good as we thought. So, yeah, I, I Mac Jones still much better, but okay. field goal better. And Cleveland's bad defensively. Yes, but he, yeah, exactly. Still, but to come yeah. and yep. play like that yep. right away, though, but that's, yeah, absolutely. for sure. Well, it's great to see you. Right great to see you guys, too. The last time you were in town, we cashed a second-half ticket with Evan. I don't know if that's happening this week, but <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he sees this and comes down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. That was a good luck with the move. Thanks very much. Congrats on making the move, by the way. Have fun golfing today, and uh, can't thank you enough. Thanks very much for having me. Have you had In-N-Out Burger before? No. Oh, well, I haven't had it. Never had it. Okay, now this has to happen. We're getting, that, that, well, we got to do be, it. You're going to California, so you'll be. You've fun. never had In and Out? No, wow. I've not. I've I've heard the hype and the discussion. I might have to settle it, but I've never gone that far. Shake Shack. Right. I've had Shake Shack. Yes, I have. Thoughts? Very good. Okay, In and Out's very good too. Better or worse? No, Putting them on the spot. Debatable. Shake Shack. Debatable. Okay, I'll settle the tie soon.
We'll get into uh, Major League Baseball today. Who has the edge with only one day off in the entire series? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSEN's preferred horse racing app. Use code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering on more than 300 tracks, the app is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vsin.com slash horses. CJ Nikowski joins the program now, former Major League Baseball pitcher for many years. Now uh, MLB Network radio host to talk about the uh, Yankees Astros and a little NLCS as well. CJ, good morning. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, pleasure. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hello, Doing sir. really well. We kicked this around uh, earlier on in the show. The fact that the Yankees were celebrating a little bit last night after the victory. Now, no days off. Uh, you know, got to Houston early in the morning. Who knows how hard they hit it? I'm going to guess not so hard. But I kind of like the idea that they had fun, had some beers, to wake up. They can go all, all loosey-goosey today against Verlander. As a former player, good idea or bad idea to celebrate yesterday? Yeah, it all depends, like you said, as far as exactly how far they actually went with it yesterday. Right, you got the long flight from New York to Houston. You have all that adrenaline from what was a really long series. Right, I mean, it took eight days to get this best of five series yeah. completed. You had the, the built-in off day, and then a couple of rainouts that you had in there as well. So it was just like one of these things you just wanted to get it done. Um, so there was a lot leading up to it. Of course, you're also facing elimination. Right, you could have potentially been eliminated in front of your home crowd. That now would not have been well-received. So you have all this emotion that goes into it. You win the thing. Add to the emotion now that you know you're going to play the best team in the American League in the Houston Astros. They already have some history there as well. I guess that you know, I would have been, if I'm in like Aaron Boone's position, I'm probably like, all right, just do me a favor, like two drink maximum. Be really smart here. I'm excited. You guys are excited. But I'll be even more excited if we go to the World Series. So let's make sure we're ready for game one whatever we got to do to be ready to, to take on Justin Verlander. Um, have your fun, let loose a little bit, but just please don't take it too far. That'd be that kind of the parent slash coach of me at this point. If I'm a 25-year-old New York Yankee, I'm probably looking at it a little bit differently and trying to have a, a, maybe a little bit more fun. So there was a balance in there somewhere, and hopefully they hit it right. You know, as a f- former pitcher, uh, do you think they should have used Bieber? I got, does, should, should Francona go to Bieber and say, how are you feeling? What do you want to do? And was it a mistake with what happened? Maybe the moment was too big for Savali. Yeah, I mean, hindsight being 2020, we debated uh-huh. for three hours yesterday and MLB Network Radio, Brad Lidge and I, and, and we were both in favor of Shane Bieber getting the start. It seemed like Bieber was pushing for it. You know, a couple of different ways to look at it. Right? Yeah. On short rest, yeah, certainly he's been really good over the course of his career. He's been an ace. We know everything about him. Aaron Savali also pitched well down the stretch. So the issue I had with him is that he hadn't pitched in nearly two weeks. He had not made a postseason appearance in his career. So there was a lot of emotion for him as well, making that first postseason appearance, doing it in an elimination game at Yankee Stadium for a kid that grew up in Connecticut, went to Northeastern, probably has a little, um, you know, Yankee bias or hate. You know, sure it's kind of innate, right, if you're, if you're from that part of the country more often than not. Um, and so there had to be so much emotion. And then he went through the rain out the day before. As a starting pitcher, it's brutal. Like you're sitting here waiting for the biggest game of your life. You're waiting yeah. a few hours, and then finally the game gets rained out. There's an emotional toll that takes place there as well. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but when he didn't get the very first pitch that he threw called a strike, I was concerned. Alan Corey was all played on fire. He's got a really tight zone. 
the ball into a really good pitch that I think probably 80% of umpires call a strike. He called it a ball, and then all of a sudden he started spraying and missing and just looked really uncomfortable. And so, yeah, hindsight being 2020, they knew that was going to happen. They would have went with Bieber. The Yankees go with Nestor on short He delivered in a big way. They, the Guardians asked a guy that was uh, more than a full rest uh, to go in, and unfortunately he couldn't get it done. And as soon as they fell behind, they knew they were in trouble. Yeah, very good answer. Interesting. All good points. So you had a you were uh, a Yankee at one time, and you know it's they haven't made the World Series since two thousand nine, and that's how they're judged. Can they exercise the demons and beat the Astros? And there's a lot going into this now. I mean, you have you only have one day off in this entire series if it goes the distance. What does that mean to the Yankee bullpen, which has dealt with several injuries? And do you buy? Is there a rust factor here? Uh, Houston has played three games in thirteen days. Crazy. I know. I, I don't love that part of the postseason, but so far for them, it hasn't been an issue. Uh, but then again, you could also look at that game three against the Mariners. I mean, it took them 18 innings to score yeah. a run. That's a really good offense, right? And so the idea that they can be pitched to the way that they were, there is no doubt that for the Yankees, for their advanced scouts, for their analytics department, they're looking at that game and other games uh, where that offense has been held down, especially here recently, and saying, how did they do it? Like The first game was a blowout. There was a big you know, the walk-off, the 8-7 win that they had against the Mariners that crushed the Mariners from having any chance of winning that series. But after that, you know, they basically scored five runs over the next 27 innings. Uh, even though it was only two games, they essentially played two that last elimination game. So they could be pitched to. They're a really good team. You know, I call games for the Texas Rangers, so I see a lot of the mm-hmm. Houston Astros, and they are a juggernaut, man. There's no two ways about it. Uh, this will be tough for the Yankees. They know that going in. There's a small margin for error, and you don't want to get behind. Now, uh, we're talking about it during the break. Justin Verlander's coming off a bad one. Um, can he have two bad ones in a row? doesn't seem like a guy who's probably going to win the American League Cy Young Award would do that. Um, but you got to kind of hope that that's going to be the case. There are not a lot of holes with the Houston Astros. So, Rust, maybe you can hope for that, uh, but I wouldn't bank on it. The Astros did really well against the Yankees in the regular season. There was that series where they went to Yankee Stadium, and the pitching was absolutely phenomenal. And that kind of uh, took some life out of the Yankees uh, beyond that. Does that mean anything to you, the the regular season matchup, when it's kind of one-sided, or when uh, two teams meet again in the postseason? Normally I would say yes, but I think based on what the San Diego Padres did to the Dodgers, you really have some immediate proof of how that doesn't necessarily always play true. Now, if you look at the team and say, well, part of it is just because they're that much better on paper, like it's not even close, then maybe you could expect that kind of you know, same result. But I don't think so. I think there's a chance here that we could get a pretty good series. Again, there's going to be a small margin for error for the Yankees, I think, especially on the pitching side of things. We know what they can do offensively, but we don't expect them necessarily to blow anybody out and put a ton of runs up against any version of the Astros pitching. I mean, they, so, they run so ridiculously deep in the rotation, in the bullpen as well. It's going to be tough to put up a crooked number. So there is a lot of pressure on the pitchers. And you mentioned the bullpen. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think with the Yankees as much as you know, they've been criticized, and understandably so, at times there'll be some decisions that are made. That's what we all do in the postseason. Right? We look at pitching. We look at managers and decisions that are made. And as soon as they don't work out, then you're going to get buried. But I, I can't hmm. give Brian Cashman a hard time. You sit here and look at the Yankee relievers that are not available because of injury or in the case of Raldis Chapman not showing up to a workout. You have no Zach Britton, no Chad Green, no Ron Marinaccio. These are guys that were really impactful that they were banking on that are not there. And so they're putting this thing together with Clay Holmes and Luke Trevino. Loisic has been really good. Peralta has been used a ton. He's done a really nice job. There is definitely some extra pressure um, on this bullpen in New York because, once again, with this offense, with the Astros, it's just a really small margin for error. All your years playing baseball, do you ever go against a good friend 
uh, like the Snell Harper thing and the fact that that Snell broke his hand last time and and also how how would you pitch to Harper right now? You make a mistake, it's going in the seats. Yep, you got it's like anybody that's red hot, man. You got to be careful um, with him and hopefully you can get him to get aggressive and expand the zone. When the guy's swinging the bat the way he is right now, there's not too many mistakes you're going to get away with, and you know where the weaknesses are. It's just a matter of whether or not you can execute them with consistency, and if you get behind, perhaps you take your chances with Nick Castellanos. But yeah, over the years, when you're me, like I played for 19 years and it seemed like a new team every year, you're always going up against friends and old teammates. And um, there is something to it. There is that mental component to it. I mean, it's going to be fun watching, thinking about the Phillies and the Padres and watching Aaron Nola and Austin Nola. We're talking about two brothers mm-hmm. going at mm-hmm. it and trying to get to the World Series. So yeah, there, there's an emotional component to it um, the best that you can. I mean, look, even if it ends up being, you know, the Astros and, and the Phillies, of course, you saw Nick Maton and Phil Maton facing each other, older brother, pitcher, younger brother, position player. So um, those things do exist, um, but you just got to put them out of your mind. I mean, especially in moments like this. It's one thing in the postseason, or excuse me, in the regular season, and if, you know, maybe a game's not close and you can crack a smile because it's a bug or mess with him a little bit, but all those bets are off come postseason time. CJ, we have about 90 seconds left here. So I thought Darvish was awesome last night, made the one big mistake to Schwarber. I, I credit Harper. That was a tough, tough pitch, but he hit it out of the park. Yeah. Wheeler, Wheeler was so good. Uh, Snell has to be absolute nails today against Nola because he's been really good as well. What do you make of this series now that Philly saw took game one? Yeah, I think what you're asking for from Snell realistically is what he's done throughout his entire career. Can you give us five good innings and keep us in this game? Hopefully, believe, right? You're not expecting seven um, from him. He just hasn't been that guy over the course of his career. The bullpen is good in San Diego. It's been a great story. And so they're going to rely on him. They're going to rely on Joe Musgrove in game three that they can hand it off to the bullpen and go from there. He definitely has this kind of ability. We know what we've seen, and he's won a Cy Young Award. Um, but when you're down, man, there's that little added pressure. You certainly, you know, you want to win this game and have a chance to come back. You don't want these Padres fans to think that this may be the last game that they see this year. So you win this one and it certainly increases your chances of coming back eventually. So he's got to be good. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I suspect he will be. Even though the offense has been good in Philly, it was just still two solo home runs. And it sounds crazy. Like you said, one good pitch, one bad one, and it's 2 nothing, and you lose. Seems crazy for a nine-inning game that's going to usually last about three hours. But that's what these things come down to. Yep. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at CJ Nikowski and listen to him on MLB Network Radio. CJ, thanks so much for the time today. Enjoy the games. Thank you. My pleasure. You guys, too. Yep. Great job. Good discussion, too, on Bieber. Really good answers there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's right. For three hours I talking know. about it yesterday, CJ and former pitcher Brad Lidge, like, yeah, Bieber's probably should be the guy here. I, the game postponed really can mess with your head. Yeah. That's another good point he made. Yep. Yep. All right, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll run down our in-pocket plays for today, a full slate in the NBA. Tell you what we're betting coming up here on VSIN. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. Here we go. Time for uh, in-pocket plays while we are betting today on the card. I have one play in the NBA. Uh, When these two teams meet, the Wizards and the Pacers, uh, over the last three years, the average score... Between these two, 125 to 123. And that is um, 7 and 3 to the over over the last 10 years. Or I'm sorry, over the last three years, over the last 10 matchups. I will ride that and go over 226.5. You can find that readily available or 227. Uh, I'll go Wizards Pacers over that number for tonight's real opening night in the NBA. They should be a over team for the win total, the more I think about it. While the East is deep. And you have better teams now. The Wizards won like mid thirties, and they Beal missed a lot of the year. He missed the majority of so the that year. So that was yeah. uh, that's an interesting game, and they're only laying two. Okay, listen. If you have any kind of pride, right? The Suns open up tonight at home against Dallas. The last time we saw the Suns, Game Seven at home, best team in the league, sixty win team, routed. By 30 points at home in a game seven. Game was over in the first quarter. Hi, everyone makes a run in the end. No, they no, no, no one made a run in that game. That was over from the get-go. Well, I think the score was 57-27, two minutes to go in the second quarter. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I don't like the eight and stuff, and we're like reluctantly there, hasn't talked to uh doesn't want to be there. Uh, even though we got paid, hasn't talked to Monty Williams. But this is guys, come on now. Pride, and you had to hear about this all off season. What happened? Did you learn anything? What went wrong? You won 60 games. You got embarrassed. Well, here's the team that handed you the Aspie. Plus, Luca was talking trash. I know they started it, but Luca was talking trash. Well, he finished it, I'll tell you that. Yes, he did. A lot of people like to talk when they're up, as he said. So, Suns lane four and a half against the Mavs. 
South Alabama tomorrow. We'll talk about this game tomorrow. Huge game. Total Sun Belt. Big conference game. Uh, I'm with Applebaum on this, too. It's I like the Johnny Avello line from DraftKings. It's not, it's who's betting it, not how much. And now you're seeing LSU, the favorite against Old Miss. And Oregon lane six at home to UCLA. UCLA only played one, one road game, and that was Colorado. And Oregon's been great at home so far. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. Do you want to ride this uh, Bryce Harper wave? Yes. I've He's- been betting Harper and Bader props every game. Bader, Bader had two walks and was hit by a pitch yesterday. Yeah, that doesn't after, get it done. <laughs> it was I know after what happened with all the home runs, but uh, Harper continues to hit home runs and Harper continues to deliver total bases, home runs, all those props. Right. I'll see if I can find a uh, hit prop on him. Let's see, there it is. He's minus one fifty-five to get a hit today off of uh, Blake Snell. Bryce Harper to hit a home run. He has what four already in the postseason? Yeah, yeah. He's plus four twenty right now to hit a home run. But it is lefty versus lefty. Okay, here's some of these great props. Nola and Verlander, each strikeout seven. Five to one. Five to one. That's the one that I bet with McClanahan against right. Bieber. Yeah. Well, they be- each strike out seven. Right. And each guy Just, went like seven innings and it was yep. a loser. Snell and Tyone each get six strikeouts, five to one. Oh, can Tyone get there? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. No. Harper and Judge each go deep, 15 to 1. Machado and Stanton each go deep, 25 to 1. Soto and Alvarez each go deep, 25 to 1. Okay, I might like that one. Is that good? Soto's career numbers against Nola, 9 for 33 in 47 plate appearances, 14 walks, obviously, three home runs. And you said Machado and uh, Soto? No, Machado and Stanton. I'm sorry. Soto and Alvarez. Soto and Alvarez, there you go, yeah. (laughs) Soto and Alvarez, 25 to 1. Yeah. That, big, one cast, that. big one cast yesterday, Stanton and Harper. Uh, Philly's now a adjusted series price, $1.90. And Houston as low as plus 150 to win the World Series. I, I, I think it, it looks, you're right, it looks too easy tonight with uh, Verlander plus money on the run line. Celebrating, getting after it after the game, the long trip, coming back, you got to play, and it's Tyone. Verlander's off a horrible start. But, they, you know, I buy into Russ, too. I mean, they asked Dusty Baker about that. And he thought it was one of the things that doomed the Dodgers with the five days off. But only three games in 13 days for Houston. And certainly they couldn't do much. Uh, they didn't do anything uh, in the Saturday game against Seattle. But this is it. I mean, this is the Yankees now have to exercise the demons. This team has made six straight ALCS appearances and trying to go to the World Series for the fourth time in yeah. that stretch. And, they and, haven't, and you haven't made it since 09. So I, I, I like what CJ said about, you know, he said Cashman. He's had a bad run here with the bullpen and the injuries, but it's, come on. You haven't made the World Series since 2009. That is unacceptable Wait, for the Yankees. Don't you think this Astros team is pretty much better than any of the previous teams that have made it this far? I mean, this team is absolutely stacked. Well, the pitching's great. The pitching's phenomenal. Yeah. And I know the lineups before, when Altuve in his prime, Springer at the very top of the lineup, yeah, Rickman maybe a little bit better. Know, yeah. Correa, too. But, I mean, who's yeah. who have they had that's better than Alvarez? How about Tucker? Yeah, Alvarez is. He's a cheat code. I don't, I mean, so I think this team actually, the depth overall, I think is probably better than at how many games they won. But I will say that, uh, look, I don't, certainly don't, like, bet this way, but how many times have we had in the last five or six years where we look back and there's a team of destiny or... 
you know, the uh, the North Carolina angle. They got beat at the buzzer. They came back the next year. Virginia lost to a 16 seed. They came back the next year. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, embarrassed in the playoffs, came back, won it two years in a row. Yeah. We've had plenty of those examples. It just like the Phillies right now, somehow, some way, one how'd they win that game against St. Louis in game one? Never should have won Down, that yeah. game. Two nothing, one out, nobody on. That's it. Erupted. Game, game went over too. Cardinals ninety three and zero lifetime in that spot in the playoffs. Ninety three and zero. They win that game. They swept the Cardinals. They took care of the Braves. Well, you called it though. You said if they get in, watch out. You see how good Wheeler and Nola are. Nola's been great in the postseason. Nola was good down the stretch, and and Wheeler. I mean, Wheeler. Uh, the game they lost, it's scoreless in the sixth. Yes. Two outs, nobody on. That's right. Hit by pitch, walk, little blooper. Uh oh. That was and that a, was uh, it. So, but but you I can't. You make a mistake to Harper. It's going out. Schwarber uh, got going. Uh, Hoskins has been hot, but it's been the pitching too. But uh, I know you want don't want to say it's over if they win tonight. But with the two three two format and going back in that raucous environment, hungry for a winner. I've made yeah. the playoffs since two thousand eleven. I mean, there's not much another team can do. I mean, Darvish was really really good yesterday. Uh, I think that needs to be explained, like emphasized a lot today. He was outstanding, and he gave up two runs. That was at both solo shots, but he wasn't as good as Wheeler because Wheeler was, Wheeler almost had a no hitter. Yep. One, um, hit. One hit. That was it. So I mean, that's what it, you are as good as the next day starting pitcher. Well, what if Nola goes out there today and is seven innings, eleven strikeouts, gives up two, you know, two hits. That's it. That can happen today. And then Snell could strike out 11, but he gives up, you know, a, a fluke home run or a blue, whatever, hit by pitch, and then here's a bloop, and then C&I single, oh, one nothing Phillies. That could happen. They could be really good, but they could still lose. Just like things are breaking the way of the Phillies right now. Harper just, he's totally in the zone. That's a beach ball coming up to him right now at the plate. Yes, it is. Yep. Very good. Anything else in the association? How about the Hornets only laying two against the Spurs? With ball out, but both teams could be taken. Well, we know the Spurs are tanking. Yeah. Uh, and then Denver is eight. And I want to see what these teams look like that are tanking because of the Wembanyama thing. And guys, guy teams that cleaned house. Denver's eight in Utah. Yeah. Hornets two in San Antonio. I want to see what the T-Wolves look like in their first game. Nets Pelicans. Yeah, that we could be looking back tomorrow. We could be talking about why we not bet that game over. I know yeah. it's 230 right now, but that could be 127 to 119. No problem. Yeah, T-Wolves double digits at home to OKC, yeah. Yeah, good card. I don't I, know, I, I, every game's intriguing. Everyone's got hope. Even even like in the Pistons-Magic could be a good game. Pistons were, were great at home ATS team. Remember, no, it's, only, it's only a two-game sample size, so I'm not getting nuts here. But both games flew over the total last night. Remember last year in the NBA where the story of the season was to begin was yep. all these unders were coming in. Not yep. a lot of points. The market completely adjusted, and then eventually... Totals went the other way, and they started to go over. Maybe that could be a thing for right now, where we get off to a blistering hot start, these games start to go way over, and then the unders will create some value, and that's the pro tip of the hour. When one side of totals are consistently hitting, the market will eventually adjust, giving value to the other side. It happened, again, last year in the NBA. It could be happening, I don't know, sometime soon in the NFL with 60% of the unders. Well, we're about to find out how low can you go. So with all these penalties and you can't touch the quarterback or a wide receiver, uh, emphasis on illegal contact, everything's a flag, flag, you can get to 37 on accident. Yeah. I mean, how long are we going to go? I think we'll find out in that Denver game. I think so, too. I think that's going to be a good litmus test. That's the pro tip for the hour. We do one every single hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. And they're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport. 
and my show. Hell of a three hours today. It's fun. Great hour by Adam Chernoff. If you missed any of it, you can go back, listen on your time, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast today. Great job by the crew in the back. Good luck betting today. We're back. Loaded tomorrow again. Nigel has been absolutely on fire. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to talk to him. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.